This is SAFM Sports Wrap on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you to the MoneyWeb team as well. They're back on your radio, 6 o'clock tomorrow. Coming up on this evening's show, we'll be chatting to Bafana Bafana head coach Sheikh Mashaba live from Equatorial Guinea tonight to find out exactly what went wrong in Bafana's 3-1 loss to Algeria last night. We'll also hear from Blue Bulls coach Franz Ludica as they begin their pre-season friendly matches ahead of this year's Super Rugby campaign. And we'll also be chatting to South African marathon runner Lusapo April, who has been included in the starting lineup for the 2015. Boston Marathon. Let's start with some news out of the Bafana Bafana camp, though it's not great news uh, for Bafana Bafana and Ajax Cape Town teenage centre Mac Rivaldo could see it. It looks like his Africa Cup of Nations is just about over. That's according to the national team coach. Could see it picked up a knee injury that forced him off the field in the 29th minute last night in that 3-1 loss to Algeria in Mongomo. It's a recurring knee injury initially sustained in a warm-up match against Cameroon. He was rested against Mali and Mashaba says he doesn't see could see it coming back from this injury. We'll chat to the coach a little bit more about that later on in this evening's show. Good news, though, for the South African under-20 team. Amajita played to a goalless draw against Kazakhstan, and that means they've now qualified for the quarterfinals of the Commonwealth Cup, which takes place in St. Petersburg, Russia. The quarterfinals will take place on Thursday, and Amajita will only know who their opponents will be once all the group matches have been concluded. In the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations, uh, the Group D action gets underway this evening. Atta Sabeta is keeping an eye on the action for us. We'll head uh, to Equatorial Guinea in just a moment. As the transfer deadline approaches, there seems to be a lot of action taking place in the South African football scene. Tepo Gumedi has turned down an extension from Platinum Stars as well as an offer from Amelodi Sundowns and now looks set to join Orlando Pirates. Platinum Stars have exercised the two-year option on Robert Ngambi's contract and tied the Malawian International down until 2017. Meanwhile, brilliant Kuzwayo has re-signed with Kaiser Chiefs. Kuzwayo, who's been a regular in Amakosi starting 11 since Itumalenkune's long-term injury back in September 2014, has, according to his agent, signed an extension that'll see him stay at the club until 2018. It's also big football to look forward to in the UK this evening. Leg one of the Capital One Cup semi-final between Liverpool and Chelsea. That taking place at Anfield. Match day two of the 2015 Australian Open today. And Chris Bowers was in Melbourne. A much calmer second day to follow all the drama of the first and the chance for Leighton Hewitt to star in a cameo as his career draws to an end. In his 19th consecutive Australian Open, the old stager rolled back the years with a scurrying, hustling performance to beat China's best emerging male player, Zi Zhang, in four sets to continue a great start to the tournament for the home nation. And as Hewitt now faces Benjamin Becker rather than the 23rd seed Julian Beneteau, the Hewitt show could have a few more episodes yet. There were no shocks. We lost the 16th men's seed, Fabio Fognini, but that was hardly a surprise, and there were wins for many of the frontline favourites. Today sees Kevin Anderson play his second match. He's up against the former world junior champion, Richard Barankis, the 85th-ranked player in the world, and a smallish guy, which means he gives away 28 centimetres to the tall South African. They play second on court 13, so they'll start at around 4 in the morning, South African time. Chris Bowers for SAFM Sport, Melbourne. 
In some cricket news, uh, the English Lions up against the South African A-side in Bloemfontein. Bad lights stop play today with the English Lions leading by 17 runs and seven second innings wickets in hand. The South African A-side was dismissed for 421 earlier today and in reply, England 178-43. Their one-day side have bounced back from their defeat to Australia in the opening clash of the triangular series that's taking place down under. They went on to thrash India by nine wickets today. Steve Finn took a career-best 5 for 33, while James Anderson added 4 for 18 as England bowled India out for 153 in the 40th over at the Gabba. Ian Bell then scored 88 and James Taylor 56 in an unbroken 131-round partnership which carried England past India's total in the 28th over. Australia will next face Hobart on uh, face India rather on uh, in Hobart on Friday, but they'll be without captain George Bailey who was handed a one-match ban for slow overrate as well as opener David Warner who has a hamstring strain. 103 runs from Kane Williamson helped steer New Zealand to a four-wicket win over Sri Lanka. Set 277 for victory. The Black Caps reached the target with 11 balls to spare and in, do- in doing so take a 2-1 lead in the series. Good news for Bulls fans. Captain Pierce Spiss is due to make his long-awaited comeback next weekend when the South Africans take on English Premiership Club Saracens. Spiss has been included in the Bulls touring squad and expected to see some action on the field. The Super Rugby Centurion missed most of last season due to a bicep injury and we'll chat more to Bulls coach Franz Ludica about that later on on this evening's show. Cycling News, uh, Cycling South Africa announced today that the rural town of Wartburg outside Peter Maritzburg will host the Confederation of African Cycling Road Cycling Championships due to take place between the 9th and the 14th of February. The three days of time trials and three days of road racing will follow immediately after the SA Champs in Mbombela, providing a fortnight of opportunity for elite road cyclists to earn Olympic qualifying points. It'll be the first time South Africa has hosted the Continental Road Cycling Showcase event. And finally, this should get hearts flattered. Cristiano Ronaldo has confirmed he is single. He has broken up with his longtime girlfriend, Russian model Irina Shaik. Ronaldo, who was recently voted the world's best footballer, was not accompanied by Shaik to the ceremony in Monaco. Her absence triggered rumors that the relationship was over, and he confirmed it today. So, there we go. My producer, Siobhan Chetty, is ecstatic. We know what she wants for her birthday. SAFM Sports Wrap. It's time to chat some football now, and uh, there is uh, some great action taking place in Equatorial Guinea with about 10 minutes to go until halftime. It is uh, Cote d'Ivoire in action against Guinea. And let's head there now. Atta Sabeta is keeping an eye on the action for us. Fantastic, fantastic goal, Atta. Yes, indeed. Fantastic goal indeed for Guinea, who have opened up the score in the 36th minute, which now puts a lot of pressure on Ivory Coast. And this West African derby, as it's known actually today, with all the Group D matches coming up from West African countries, the first match being Ivory Coast and Guinea, which is currently underway right here at Stade de Malabo. The second match will be between Cameroon and Mali. That will come in a bit later, 20, 2100 hours Central African time. But we see that Ivory Coast, who also came into this, uh, into this match, uh, looking at a 4-4-2 formation uh, with Yaya Toure, Chik Tiote and Solomon Kalou marshalling the midfield, have been actually struggling a lot with Ibrahim Traore from Guinea and Fofana and Constant, who've been matching them ball by ball, which has been giving the Ivorians a very tough time, actually, going in through to this match. Early on in the 16th minute, Javino picked up a pass from the left centre of the field who outpaced two of Guinea's players and sent it across to Wilfred Bonny. He blocked that, uh, that, that shot was blocked by the keeper. 
Javina's shot then rebounded and hit back into the top center of the post and rebounded back into play before being cleared by Guinea defenders for a corner. So far, ball possession has been fluctuating between the two teams. It's almost a 50-50% basis. When both teams play a similar style of football and both teams have an abundance of European-based players. So this match could still go underway. A lot of time still to play for. So it's very interesting to see how it goes. And right now it's in the 37th minute with Guinea 1, Ivory Coast nil. Thank you very much, Atta Sabeta, keeping an eye on that action for us from Equatorial Guinea. And uh, that'll be a bit of a, a surprise. I mean, for me, Ivory Coast, one of the favourites. Guinea, not so much. Be a great start to Group D if it stays this way. It would have been the same last night against Bufana Bufana, uh, but not to be, unfortunately, uh, for our team. And speaking of which, it's time to chat to the coach here on SAFM Sports Wrap. That's coming up next. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. It was a tough loss for Bafana Bafana last night in Mongomo in their opening Group C clash of the Africa Cup of Nations 2015. And joining us now from Equatorial Guinea is uh, Bafana Bafana head coach Sheikhs Mashaba Sheikhs. Welcome on to the show. Commiserations last night. It was a, a tough, tough loss, particularly how well Bafana had played. Uh, thank you, uh, Brad. Let me say thanks for this time and let me say Greetings to everyone back home, football followers, and your listeners as well. Uh, Brett, uh, last night's match, I don't think uh, one was embarrassed about the performance of our boys. They played very well. They stood their ground. Unfortunately, people will only judge you with the results. But most unfortunately, we couldn't bring positive results. But it was there for a taking. You know, we started very well. Uh, we gave them problems, we studied them, and we knew that now they are flat. We can just start playing our combination football, use our skills, one-on-one situation, and score. But most unfortunately, if you look at the stats, they might have had maybe a lot of ball position in the middle of the park, but uh, we created a lot of chances more than they did. They had some couple of shots, we had some couple of shots, but uh, eventually we cracked at the back, I mean, uh, conceding a first goal, uh, own goal, that really was one of the our downfall. And the second goal was something else that uh, it, it was not pleasing to concede that kind of a goal. What about the third goal? Very easy. Slip under the goalkeeper, but uh, I think he tried his best. He couldn't stop it. But in terms of playing, uh, Brad and the listeners, we were all over that team. I don't know. They were lucky. They were lucky. I would say they were lucky not for us to beat them. We are unfortunately not to beat them as well. But I think the boys played very well, and we are so happy about that, the way they put themselves. But the turning point came in when we missed the penalty, and we were one goal up at that time. Scored that penalty, the deal done. That would have been our match. But uh, we're looking forward. We will see to it that we do what we think. And the second problem that we had, Losing our central uh, defender, Rivaldo Gutierrez, in the early stages of the match, that forced us to make an unplanned substitution, which meant really now we've got to see what we do quickly. But all in all, I think the boys played very well. 
Shakes, there were lots of positives to take out of last night. I think particularly the way we started that second half, we got in behind their defense. We caused all sorts of problems. You mentioned the turning point. It was a big turning point indeed. That, that penalty was, was put into the back of the net. It would have been 2-0. We were all over them at that stage. Uh, it looked possible that there would have been a third, but uh, obviously it wasn't to be. You, you mentioned the injury to, to Rivaldo Kutsia. It, it's a lot more serious than, than it looked uh, by all accounts. It, it looks like his AFCON may be over. I think so, uh, but I'm waiting for the medical staff to give us a feedback from the look of things. The way I saw him, even this morning and during lunchtime, he was limping terribly, which I doubt he'll ever be able to go on. But uh, I don't want to rule him off until such time that our medical people say to us, this is the position, this is where we are with the player, he's on or he's off. So we're waiting to hear, we'll be having our uh, team talk this evening. Firstly, we'll get the medical report of all the boys because they went for a regeneration this morning. We didn't do anything physically. We just got them to, to deal with all this uh, fatigue and these other things. So tonight we'll have a team talk, then we'll get a report back of the condition of all the players. Coach, I'm not sure if you've had a chance to, to watch the other game that took place last night uh, between Senegal and Ghana. Uh, we obviously face Senegal next. Where, where do you think they vulnerable? Most unfortunately, uh, Brad, I wouldn't want to discuss publicly the other teams because uh, uh, my coaching ethics wouldn't allow me to do that because I'd be exposing the other team, uh, the team to the other teams that we're competing with. But we know how to play with them. We didn't see the whole game because at the time we saw the first, uh, I would say, 20 minutes of the first half because we were preparing to leave for the stadium and we got there, we were in the dressing room. We only saw the last, uh, I think, the last seven minutes. But uh, we know really what to do against them. We saw them how they play as well. Shakes, as far as uh, the, the two suspensions, or the two players we didn't have available last night, uh, particularly Eric Mator, he will be back for, for the next clash and he's going to make a big difference in that defence. Quite right, uh, Brad. We're happy uh, by coming back of Tawa, uh, Matoho, and as well as Yeye. Possibly they'll uh, give us more strength, especially in the defense force. We need uh, Matoho playing, uh, playing against the Senegalese. So it seem to be a uh, little bit taller boys at the play up front, more or less the same like the very same Algeria that we played uh, last night. I think they're coming back, coming at the right time. Though we did a little bit miss them in the first uh, game as well. Coach Shakes Mashaba live from Equatorial Guinea this evening on SAFM Sports Rap. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Please pass on our best to, to the team. We are sort of rooting for you guys. We'll be watching on Friday and sending as many positive vibes as we can. Uh, before I could drop off, I would like to give this quote by Marcus Garvin to our listeners just to keep them strong. He says, why should we be discouraged if somebody laughs at us today? Who is to tell what tomorrow brings forth? So I think with that, we're saying to them, they mustn't despair. And we'd like to thank everyone, including you, the media, the fans, and everybody back home, our families, for the support that they're giving the team. I think yesterday, today, and tomorrow are not the same. Let them wait for Friday. We'll make them happy. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap, and we've been talking lots of cricket, lots of football lately, but uh, things are happening behind the scenes as far as Super Rugby goes. Lots of preparation, pre-season training, uh, and some friendly matches taking place as well.
that Super Rugby season kicks off uh, next month. And we join now by Vodacom Bulls coach, uh, Franz Wittica. Franz, welcome onto SAFM Sports Wrap. Nice to, to chat. Uh, it seems like uh, it was just the other day we were talking the end of the Curry Cup and the year-end tour, but uh, things really firing up for, for Super Rugby again in 2015. Yeah, I know, definitely. Thank you very much. I must say we're all looking forward to the new season. We had a pre-season, all the players... I think at this stage, you know, they really want to get into the season because uh, the art yard is always being done here in November and December. So, um, yeah, all the players that have been injured and had operations, they came in nicely. The new guys that came from Free State uh, up there and, and Trevor and Lapis, they slotted in nicely. And a few youngsters also that impressed in the preseason, you know, so we're really excited about that. Uh, the super Franz, let's talk about some of the, the new acquis- acquis- acquisitions. I'll, I'll get it right eventually. Uh, you mentioned the three, Lapis Lapiskachny, Trevin Yakani, joining the Bulls in, in the off-season. It, it's really bolstered your pack. Definitely, you know, guys, it's uh, really had experience playing super rugby and international rugby. All three of them are Springboks. But they're adding a lot to our, our squad depth and you know, players that's world-class players, you know, so, and they're making a huge difference. You can just see the energy that they bring to our side as well, you know, so it's exciting. Franz, looking at your 2014 season, I mean, you'll be the first to admit it, it probably wasn't the best Bulls season for, for, for many years. What, what do you think you can improve on going into 2015 and starting off your Super Rugby season next month? Yeah, no, definitely, you know, we were, we were competitive. We won all our home games and then we couldn't manage to win a game away from home in South Africa and overseas. And that's the first time you know, since I've been involved at, at the Super Rugby, you know. So that was disappointing. Although we came in within seven, it showed, you know, with that last minute of the game, a big play, one player that really do something special, maybe could have won it for us, you know. That's the things that we really want to improve on. Obviously, we'd like to have the same performance at playing at home, being, you know, tough. Uh, if we play, we know if we play at our best, uh, at Loftus, it's, uh, we are uh, we a tough side to beat. To play away, that's, that's a thing. That's where you need an all, all-round game, not just kick, you know, and maybe suffocate opposition. You must have the, you know, the ability to score tries. And, and, and there's, there's plenty. We had a few opportunities, but they didn't manage to convert that into points. We were in the right area, and we applying pressure. One or two vital mistakes at the, right at the end, you know, that cost us. France, as far as the injuries uh, and, and that go, the big one, and, and I read about it this afternoon, is, is Pierre Spiss is back in, in the squad. You're going to be taking him to, to England for, for the, uh, the, the tour before your, your Super Rugby campaign kicks off. He, he's been a, a very, very sort of pivotal part of the Bulls setup. It'll be great to have him back. Huge blow last year, you know, when we lost him and Dion Stachman and also Yava uh, Polsi that came back from Japan and all three other men, Arno Buerta. So it's great to have Pierre back. Arne will be involved this weekend in our first warm-up game. And like you said, Pierre, next week when we play against Saracens, he will, he will make his, back, his comeback. And yeah, great picture. Like I said, you know, it's a different, different team list. The players that um, you know, have been involved the last few years, old campaigners, old heads, that really know what to do under pressure. You know, some of them are back. So yeah, we, obviously we know, you know it's, it's the first game. We had a preseason, but uh, still a long way to go. Uh, you know, the main focus for us this weekend is to all the things that we've, we've been done the last few months is to put it to practice, 
and really take stock to maybe maybe a few final adjustments before the first game. Yeah, this weekend you're taking on on the Cheetahs. It's a it's a great sort of uh, a bit of rivalry. The Cheetah side's always unpredictable. They play great running rugby. It, it's going to be a, a fantastic game. And as you mentioned at the start of the chat, just great for the guys to get out in, onto the paddock and, and have a bit of a run. Yeah, no, for sure. The last few years we've always played the, the Cheetahs. Um, they they got a very much Australian and New Zealand style, like you said, trying to get whipped in their attack, offloading contacts, quick taps. They really speed the game up, so you can't get a better piece than that, uh, like in a warm-up game. France, uh, as always, great to chat. Thanks for your time this evening. Good luck for this weekend. Safe travels to Saracens. We're looking forward to that game. And uh, if we don't chat before the start of the Super Rugby season, all the best for the 2015 season. Uh, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. SAFM Sports Wrap. You tune into SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The elite men's and ladies' field for the 2015 Boston Marathon was revealed today, and some big names in there, five former winners uh, in that Boston field, including the defending champion, America's uh, Meb Kaflesky, uh, the first American to win the race since 1983. And one of the athletes that's been included is South Africa's Lusapo April, and he joins us now. Lusapo, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Uh, congratulations on being being uh, uh, sort of announced as part of that uh, elite field. You must be pretty excited. Boston's a special marathon. Hi, Brett. Uh, I'm pretty excited. And I'm looking forward to, to racing Boston. And it's a nice city. So I hope this year and I feel good. I hope that everything is going to go well. Lusapo, Boston's one, one of the oldest, if not the oldest marathon around. It's got so much history around it. Runners around the world aspire to run in the Boston Marathon. As an elite athlete, I'm sure it's no different for you. What what makes Boston so special to you? Um, it's, it, it, it's because it's an oldest marathon and it's a major. So, you know, that, that says a lot. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I've been given by the the organizers of the race. So I'm looking forward and um, I hope that uh, everything is going to go well this year. As far as the field goes, it, it's it's quite a tough. I mentioned overall in the men's and ladies, five previous champions. There's also uh, last year's second and third place finishers, Wilson Chibet, as well as Franklin Chipwoni, uh, going to be racing as well. One of the things with it being a major, it attracts the fastest of the fast. Do you think you've got what it takes to, to win the Boston? Yes, I've got what it takes, and I've learned a lot from that year's race between Boston and New York. So I know my coach and I have been working to fix those mistakes, so I'm pretty sure that everything is going to go well. Because, I mean, it's just, just like a technical mistake that I got it wrong in both races. So, you know, I've got the potential, and I believe in what my coach and I are doing, that we're doing the right thing. Lusapa, as far as the preparation for that goes, race is taking place on the 20th of April. So uh, just over, um, I'm looking, it's about 12, 13 weeks from now. W- would you be training hardcore for that at the moment? Or is it a case of just building base and so then you'll start sharpening up as you get closer to the time? We've already like um, in four weeks into training. So we work on the 16-week program. So I'm pretty into training already. So like for the next, six or eight weeks or so, it's going to just be like hard work go and do the attitude training, you know, to get some more red blood cells on my legs. It's been a pretty special race for for South Africa's uh uh, wheelchair, uh, incredible wheelchair racer, Ernst, Ernst van Dijk. He's he's got some wonderful memories there. I'm sure you're hoping to 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 make some of your own and 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 become the first South African to win that race. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's what my coach and I are working towards and, you know, to become a first South African to win that race, you know, in the April for the athletes. Because NS is like, uh, I would call him Mr. Boston because it's one of the same times. So it's quite an achievement. So it would be very nice to have NS on the wheelchair and me on the April for the athletes. Brilliant. And then, look, looking outside of Boston, I mean, are there any other races that you, you are targeting, or will that be your focus race now until April? You won't be really racing at all? Uh, you, you won't be racing domestically, sort of just to sharpen and, and, and get some speed up before then? Boston is the main one, but I'll have some shorter races in between. Two Ocean has been concerned that I'm running it. Probably going to some uh, short shorter races in, in the States, but it's... Um, you know, it's, it's something that is on the card. So my coach and I would decide closer to the time. But uh, I'll be racing a lot locally to get some confidence. Because what we've realized is that I race a little. So we're just going to try and put in some few races so that it can boost my confidence. Brilliant stuff, Lusapo April. Thank you so much for joining us this evening on SAFM Sports Wrap. It is one of the most iconic marathons in the world. The 119th running uh, of that Boston Marathon takes place on the 20th of April. And Lusapo April will be lining up with some of the best the world has to offer over 42.2 kilometers. Well, it is halftime in the football. We'll head back to Equatorial Guinea to get uh, a halftime score from Atta Sabeta. That's coming up next. On the 20th of January, catch the opening Group D matches with Cote d'Ivoire take on Guinea at 6pm and Cameroon tackle Mali at 9pm. The next Group D encounters on the 24th of January says Cote d'Ivoire versus Mali at 6pm and Cameroon versus Guinea at 9pm. Finally, to wrap up action in this group on the 28th of January, Cameroon plays Cote d'Ivoire and Guinea battles Mali with both matches kicking off at 8pm. SABC Sport, bringing AFCON 2015 Equatorial Guinea closer to you. I do not choose to be a common man. It is my right to be uncommon if I can. I seek opportunity, not security. I want to take the calculated risk to dream and to build, to fail and to succeed. It is my heritage to stand proud and unafraid, to think and act for myself, to enjoy the benefit of my creations, and to face the world boldly and say, this I have done. I am an entrepreneur. Visit businesspartners.co.za. Business Partners. Investing in entrepreneurs. There's the big picture. And the small picture. And everything that's green in between. On the Enviro Show. Thursday nights on SAFM between 9 and 10. SAFM Sports Wrap. Almost time for us to head on home. Before we do that, though, let's head to Equatorial Guinea and get uh, another football update. It is half time in that clash between Ivory Coast and Guinea. Atta Sabeta, fantastic goal, and that's what separates the two teams at the break. Indeed, Brad. Uh, that fantastic goal came in the 35th minute uh, when Mohamed Yatara of Guinea intercepted a defensive header from Aurora of Ivory Coast and he slammed the ball with his left foot from the center of the box into the top left corner of the Ivorian, uh, Ivorian goal. And when I mean slammed, he really sent that ball flying out and there was no way that uh, 
their Ivorian goalkeeper, uh, Gabonio, was going to have to manage to save that. But all in all, uh, when you look at as well some of the statistics is that Ivory Coast, despite it being fluctuating with the ball possession, they've actually had their upper hand going into the break with 50, 53%, with uh, Guinea at 47%. Shots on target, uh, the Ivory Coast had four, while Guinea had three. And then from those three, uh, one was on target, where the Ivory Coast lost two out of those. Four corners for the Ivory Coast, two for Guinea. Fouls that committed is 11 from Ivory Coast, seven from Guinea, which shows it's been evenly balanced from both sides of the team. Brad? Looking ahead to tonight's games, uh, Atta, it's two game, uh, two teams that Bafana Bafana played in the, in the warm-up to this tournament. Mali taking on Cameroon should be a great game. That's another West African derby, Brad, and uh, it's indeed it's going to be a very interesting match. Also, both teams playing a similar match, um, a similar style of football, and Mali. Three quarters of the whole team actually are playing overseas, including Cameroon as well, who have only got, I think, three or four players who are playing at home. But it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what style of system uh, both coaches are going to try and employ uh, coming into this game. But another West African derby will be interesting, similar to this one as well. Matasabeta, thank you so much for joining us this evening here on SAFM Sports Wrap. We'll have more action for you throughout the evening here on South Africa's news and information leader. And uh, the kickoff in that second game, by the way, is at 9 o'clock tonight, South African time. And Mo Ali will be keeping us up to date here on SAFM 104 to 107 FM. Uh, it's been uh, an interesting start, I must say, to the 2015 AFCON. Enjoying it. Uh, I hope you are too. Just to wrap things up, finally, some Formula One news. Uh, Lotus have picked GP2 champion Jolyn Palmer as its third driver for the year. Palmer, who last year became the first British driver to win the GP2 series since Lewis Hamilton in 2006, will attend all Grand Prix for Lotus and drive in some practice sessions as well. He'll also be the reserve driver, which is quite interesting. We've got that uh, young South African that's going to be racing uh, in the GP3s this year too. So it's good to see... Uh, drivers from the, the sort of lower ranks being recruited into Formula One. It bodes well for the future of motorsport here in South Africa indeed. The Talk Shop is coming up next. Uh, Naledi is with you uh, after 7 o'clock. My name is Brad Brown. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. I look forward to spending some more time with you then. SAFM Sports Wrap again as well at half past 6 tomorrow evening. If you'd like to catch a wrap of your sport, you can tomorrow morning on AM Live. Thank you to the entire team in studio with me this evening. Right now it is 7 o'clock and it's time for your news.